Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What did you realize after a while? Um, after a while, it was evident that the Beamer was holding me hostage in this relationship. Um, he would stop by mid-morning at coffee time and uh, use it for 15, 20 minutes and maybe later on in the evening stop in for 15 minutes and that's when when my family was coming in I chose to return it to him in March This is the plaintiff Rick Kirkbride He says he and the defendant dated and they split the cost of a Bemmer A Bemmer is a medical circulation device You lay on it and strap it around you and it pulsates allowing more oxygen flow through the body The defendant promised she'd pay for half but never did Now that they've split up He has no other choice but to sue to get back his $2,387.40. This is the defendant, Lisa Bloom. She says their relationship wasn't going anywhere. And when she told him things were over, he took it hard. Then 14 months later, he starts harassing her about splitting the cost of the Bemmer. He's just mad she left him. And she owes this man nothing. She's accused of breaking things off. All parties, please hit your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The litigants are not actors. They are involved in legitimate disputes, and they have agreed to have those disputes settled here in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Williams, our presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, Mr. Kirkbride. Uh, yes. How is it that you and Ms. Bloom know each other? We had dated for a period of time. Okay. And now tell me about this item uh, that you're suing about called the Beamer. What is that? It's a medical, it's sold kind of as a medical unit that uh, it's a, got a computer hooked up to it that pulsates and runs more oxygen to the body and, and how do you uh, hook up to it what do you do okay there's there's a pad you lay on or there's a belt that goes around or there's other attachments that you can run over certain areas of the body that uh, uh, through the different programs that you put in the uh, computer system that actually alternates the intensity and the amount of pulsation that goes through and everything like that all right, so is it an actual massage because you feel the pulsation or you don't feel pulsation? No, no, it's just actually from the uh, system where it actually, uh, uh, like alternating current almost where it pulsates a little bit and gets it going through the system. And it's made Can you Germany. actually feel it? Can you actually feel it? Like, would you feel better when you used it? It, it would sometimes, you would feel a little better when you used it, yes, and it does improve circulation and oxygen going through the body and all that will... And that's really the way it works. Okay, so my question to you is, did it improve your circulation? And did it improve, like, how do you know it did? Because you felt better? Not, not really. I just <laughs> used it. And, and uh, 
uh, I believe the system works and it's got a lot of uh, recommendations from some okay. chiropractors and some doctors use them, I guess, but uh, that's really how this, this goes. So did you notice a difference? Yes or no? No. Okay. All right. And whose idea was it for, uh, to purchase that? Uh, it was uh, Lisa's idea and she uh, had a friend who was a friend of the guy that was selling him, who was actually my witness, but or that I sent in the documentation on, but uh, uh, he demonstrated it a couple, three times, and then we decided to buy it together in his presence and the other person's presence, and uh, that's where I sent in the, uh, the evidence that he signed and had notarized. Okay, I have a question for you. In the evidence that you sent in, is there anything where he says that the two of you were buying it together? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's the notarized document. So this is a document from Dwayne Ketfors at the time that Rick Kirkbride and Lisa Bloom purchased a Beamer Pro model for me. I was of the understanding they would be splitting the cost. In the essence of convenience, Rick decided to put the total cost on his credit card and that Lisa would be paying for her portion in a private transaction between the two of them. Well, this is an affidavit that he obtains from Dwayne on, uh, well, just very recently, about a week ago. Yeah. Ms. Bloom, let me hear from you, because according to you and your response to the complaint, uh, you weren't supposed to pay for anything. But the fellow who sold it to you guys, who apparently was a friend of yours, says his understanding was you were paying for half. So talk to me. Well, at the time we did the demo, um, Mr. Kirkbride did see a difference after um, he had some pulled muscles. The, the area where he put the band, he did notice some improvement. But after we had the demo, um, Mr. Kirkbride and I discussed it, and I told him I did not have the funds available at that time. And well, why is it not... who's Dwayne? Tell me who Dwayne Cape Fours is. He's the gentleman that did the demo. Okay, and is he a friend of yours? I know him from the girl that uh, introduced me to the mat. She does. So the mat she, being she's the one the that had one, the, the Beamer mat, yes, Your Honor. Okay. All right, so he, is he a friend of yours, yes or no? Or he was just the guy who came into the Just demo? an acquaintance to both of us. Okay. So um, why is he, he's handed him an affidavit saying that he thought, that he was under the impression, he doesn't say how, just says, I was of the understanding they'd be flitting, uh, splitting the cost and that he put it on his card and she would pay him. Now, I don't know who gave him that understanding, but I'm asking you, why is he saying that? Do you know? Well, Mr. Kirkbride and I, we did discuss that at the time, and I told him that at the time I did not have the funds available, and he chose to pur purchase the mat anyway. The when did you tell purchased. him? They, okay, wait, you, but I need you to listen to me, Ms. Bloom. My question to you is, why is Dwayne writing an affidavit saying he thought you were splitting it? Because we discussed it in front of him when Rick was asked about the cost of the unit. And okay. at, on the side conversation after that meeting, I explained to Mr. Okay. Kirkbride that I did not have the funds readily available at that time. Okay. And he, okay. he purchased it anyway. All right, so the purchase of the item was when, Mr. Kirkbride? 10 8 of 2018. Okay, so October of 2018. And if she was supposed to pay, yes. I know, if she was supposed to pay for half of it, did you um, tell her, hey, where's my money at the end of October? No, because she had money coming, and then 
Okay. Uh, when, is when there any I, evidence I met... that you asked her for it periodically? In other words, would you send her emails or texts um, or write her a letter? Anything that would show a pattern of you asking for the money during all of 2018 and 2019 before you guys broke up? Well, yes, because I, we, I, I had a medical issue come up, but I stopped using the Beamer. She had possession of it for several months. And then in December of my teens, when she really gave it back to me to take home. Okay, as we but you're not hearing my question. My question is different. I'm asking you if you have any evidence of billing her, whether it's a text where you tell her, hey, I really need my half because you, you, you know, you're half because I paid for the whole thing. Can I please have your half? Is there anywhere, typically that's what I see when someone owes somebody money, you see a series of texts every few weeks asking for the money. Is there any evidence ever that you ever asked for the money before she broke up with you? No, I don't have any evidence of that, no. Okay, now Ms. Bloom, according to you, did he ever ask you for the money during any time in 2018 or 2019? No, Your Honor. Okay, and then what happened in 2019? Um, in March of 2019, the Beamer was at my residence. I had family coming in. Mr. Kirkbride came by and picked it up. Well, how did it end up at your place and when? He brought the mat to me several weeks after the order date, um, asked me if okay. I would set it up in my home, and I, we, together we could figure out how to work, how to operate. Okay, and then what did you realize after a while? Um, after a while, it was evident that the Beamer was holding me hostage in this relationship. Um, he would stop by mid-morning at coffee time and uh, use it for 15, 20 minutes, and maybe later on in the evening, stop in for 15 minutes. And that's when, when my family was coming in, I chose to return it to him in March of 2019. Okay, and you ha have you used it since March of 2019? No, Your Honor. Have you dated him since March of 2019? Uh, we would see each other socially um, in groups at the club, but no, Your Honor. Okay. Um, so you think that this is, I'll be, I'll be back with you in a second. You think that this is coming up just because he's angry that you stopped seeing him. When did you stop seeing him? Uh, in uh, May of last year, we start, okay. stopped dating. Okay, when you stopped dating, did you actually tell him, I don't want to see you anymore? Did that come out of your mouth? How did that work? How did that happen? I actually, I actually had stated to him that we were both good people, um, but we, I, I hoped that we could stay friends. Um, and I told him that I was dating someone else. Um, he, in turn, ah. dated someone else as well. Okay, when did that? I see a letter that he writes you in June. Yes, Your Honor. So he writes you a letter talking about um, saying, I'm not perfect, but um, you owe me the, the rest of this money and you're not perfect either. You're mean. You criticize everything I did. You became abusive and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of complaints about the relationship. That's in June of this year, even though you guys hadn't gone out in a year? Yes, Your Honor. Okay. that's a, a, what, According to you, when was the last time you guys went out? We were going out all the way through December of 19. And she said a few okay, things so that are not. Why are you writing her this letter in June? Why are you writing her the letter in June? Because in March, the beginning, we, we split up 
and she had the beamer at a point and then gave it back to me. And I, because what she's telling you all is the way she chronologically put this together is not correct. But I'm not sure what she's anyway. saying. I'm just trying to figure out because here's the thing, Mr. Kirkbride, the problem that I'm having is that, you know, I deal in evidence, okay? Um, you know, what you showed me from the, the person who sold it is good, uh, but it's not great because people could discuss something and then later decide something else. Typically, I would see some evidence that that person's going to owe you half the money. I see you filing a lawsuit well later, two years later, you file a lawsuit. So it doesn't look like she's owed you the money all this time. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I don't see a stitch of evidence where you're telling her you need to pay me the money. So I guess what I'm asking you is, other than his statement that he's under the impression they were going to split it, do you have any evidence of, a, of an agreement between the two of you that she's going to pay you $2,000-something? She told you about splitting up way back in May of 2019 is not correct because she still had the Beamer all that time. And so that's when I got it in December of 19. And then shortly thereafter is when I found out I had cancer. And so that's I'm sorry about the I cancer. How are you doing? How are you doing? Are you I'm doing better? better? I'm taking treatment. I'm just waiting to see if it, it's worked. But, and that's the best part. But what Lisa did is at the time she didn't want to, when we purchased it, she said, and what I asked Dwayne to do was just give me his remembering of what went on. And I, I know, but, it's, but here's the thing. Right, I understand but, that. But all Dwayne says in the affidavit is, hey, I'm under the impression they were going to split it, which she explains by saying, yeah, at the time we were talking about it, we, we were going to split it, but then I decided I didn't have the funds. And when I'm trying to decide which of the two of you is being truthful, I have to see how everybody behaves for the last two years. For two sure. years, there's not an iota of evidence where you're in an email, in a certified letter through a representative, uh, you know, but not one stitch of you ever demanding payment from her. That makes her version of things start to sound kind of true. And at a minimum, even if, uh, it, you know, only the two of you know what the truth is. But when you come to court, you're going to have to prove your case. Right. But you're going to have to prove your case by a preponderance of the evidence. So you're going to have to show me some evidence that proves, other than just you talking, that she was supposed to since back in October of 2018. She's owed you 2000 something dollars, which you have never sought until now. The bottom line is that I am not seeing sufficient evidence that there was an obligation on her part to pay you. I'm looking at the conduct between the parties for two solid years, and I don't see a single time when, uh, it, when you can prove that you demanded payment. I realize that some people don't deal in emails or in texts, and they just deal verbally, um, but we have a name for those people. We call them litigants because you don't have proof of the debt. 
Uh, what, so my advice to you is in the future, if you're supposed to split something with somebody, have them put it in writing. And if you're too embarrassed to put it in writing, just email them. You use email, right? Sure. Right. Do you text? Yes. Okay. So you text and say, hey, listen, I just want to confirm that you're going to be paying half of this and I want to know when you're going to be paying half. Then that would be proof that there was some obligation. But without with her vehemently denying she ever had an obligation because she decided she couldn't afford it, then you're really out of gas. And my verdict in this case is for the defendant. So the plaintiff fails in his effort to get $2,300 back from the defendant. Let's ask him how he feels about it. Mr. Kirkbride, what do you think about what the judge just said to you? Well, I think what ends up happening is it's allowed... Uh, Lisa Bloom to lie and just to say she didn't commit to paying for half of it and just lets her get away without paying her part of it. Well, I'm sorry. I guess that ends your relationship really once and for all with uh, with Ms. Bloom. No doubt about it. You do not get the no, money. That ended, Let's see what Ms. Bloom already said. Okay. Ms. Bloom, how do you feel about the outcome of this case? What are you thinking? Well, I feel, I feel that it ended fairly. Um, I met Mr. Kirkbride. I enjoyed the time we had together. I was just hopeful that we could stay friends. And um, I'm sorry that we got to this. Let me ask you, you used the uh, the Beamer yourself. Did you notice any results from it? Did it help you at all? It, it's been so long since I used it. I did notice a, I did notice a quicker healing time. Um, but it's been over a year and a half since I've used it. So um, I think that it's a good product. I guess you don't miss it then, do you, at all? Because <laughs> you don't have it. No. No, all right. I don't. All right, let's see what the judges think now. Let's join uh, Judge Millian and her husband, Judge John, and another session of After the Verdict. So, Marilyn, at the beginning of this case, had you ever heard of this device, no, the Beamer? No, and I, I, I have purchased everything there is. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much have. I can attest to that. Uh, pretty big depreciation on it. The, the plaintiff buys it for... I don't know, around five or six thousand dollars ends up getting what two grand for it. Yeah, he ended he ends up selling it back to the guy who's who sold it to him, but at a very, very discounted price. Right. And this is some sort of an electromagnetic therapy. I guess there's there's some dispute about just how efficacious it is, how well it works. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I don't really know. I, when I saw the case and, and listened, I it reminded me of when I was a kid, they had these weight reduction gadgets. They'd put a big belt around your butt and it would just shake you. <laughs> <laughs> shake you for like 20 minutes or something and you supposedly were losing weight. Now, not to say that Beamer doesn't work. It may work uh, from <laughs> circulation and you know, microcirculation and things that they talk about. Yeah, uh, I don't I'm know. I'm just a skeptic on all that stuff. I, I'm a skeptic on, on stuff too, but, you know, frankly, if, if someone thinks it works and they feel better, then they think it works and they feel better. So whether it works or not is completely, you know. Certainly. And, and certainly the bottom line on the case from your perspective was, look, get it in writing. If you're going to have somebody on the hook for half of, of $6,000, yeah. you might want to. And that's a lot of money. It you know, it's not like I loaned you 50 bucks and you're not paying me back. It's right. 3000 something dollars that you're saying someone owes you. Have a little evidence of right. it. You don't have a stitch of anything. In this day and age where everything, you leave your footprint everywhere in right. every text, every email, if it had come up, you would think there would be some evidence of it because I do these cases all day long, and there right. usually is. Certainly not enough to convince you that there was an agreement. No. Did you think there was one? Not at all. Right. You think he, he was just kind of sore about I think that they had a, a relationship that 
that went south and there's maybe some bad feelings about it. Yeah, I think there's some unresolved bad feelings about the fact that she started dating someone else. Right. Right. Becky from Detroit asks, is it a bad idea if I put my girlfriend of three months on my phone plan if she promises to pay me back? Becky, I have a soft spot in my heart for Detroit, so listen closely. Don't do it. <laughs> Under any circumstances, don't do it, especially if you've only known her three months. Um, you are asking for a lawsuit. Now, it may be this is the love of your life, but guess what? It may be that it's not. And you're rolling the dice with your money, and you're rolling the dice about going to court, and you don't want to do it. That'll do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Kenneth Mendez. He's a New Jersey state arborist and was hired to remove some trees from the defendant's property in December of 2019. He had to apply for permits and the township prevented him from removing some of the trees the defendant wanted cleared because they were located on wetlands. He's forbidden by the state to disturb wetlands. He did the rest of the tree work, and in the 10 years he's been doing work for the defendant, she never refused to pay him. He's suing for $2,000. The amount he's owed. This is the defendant, Caroline. She says she never officially hired the plaintiff to remove her trees. She simply asked him for an estimate. He informed her she would need permits for the job, and then he went ahead and applied for the permits. And once they were approved, he went ahead and just started chopping down trees while she was on vacation. She refuses to pay. She's being intimidated by the plaintiff and his wife, and now she lives hiding in her house with her windows boarded up. She's accused of trimming a tree guy. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $3,500 for tree and stump removal. All parties, please your right hand. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff claims that he was hired by the defendant to clear some trees off her property and she stiffed him. But the defendant says all she asked for was an estimate and the guy went ahead and chopped her trees down without her consent. It's the case of trimming a tree guy. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. All righty. Okay, Mr. Mendez, you are an arborist, correct? Yes. Okay. All right, so Ms. Caroline has been a customer of yours for how long? Uh, for like at least 10 years, maybe even a little bit okay. longer. So Ms. Caroline, you, had to, you live on a property where part of your property are designated wetlands, is that correct? That is correct, but not all of that area was designated as wetland. Okay, so you decided that you wanted some tree trimming done and you hired him. Tell me what happened. You asked him to do what? Um, there were some trees that have been leaning dangerously towards my property and um, wanted to cut down those trees. So um, I called... So, so that I understand, I have some pictures and what I'm trying to understand is, there, are they beyond your fence but it's still your property? Is that it? Yes, ma'am. Yes, Your Honor. Yes. Okay. Okay, so here is a picture of some small trees that are on your side of the fence, right? And you wanted those gone, right? Yes, Your, yes, your Honor. And then you are living, you own the stuff beyond the white fence. And um, there used to be trees here, but you don't have a picture Correct. of it before he did the work. Now, 
According to you, she hired you and asked you to get a permit, correct? Yes, Your Honor. Mr. Mendez, and did you? Yes. I have a signed contract from her. Uh, then we went, in fact... You have a signed... Hold on one second. You just said you had a signed contract from her. Did you give that to us yes. in evidence? Yes, okay. I did. And I have a Hold copy Hold on one moment. Need. Okay. Now, Ms. Caroline, you had said all over your answer to the complaint that you never hired him. Yes, Your Honor. I never hired him. I requested... Well, then why is your... Over. There's a signed contract. Have you seen this document? Take I a look at that, that document. document. Is that your... That is my signature, but that's not on the contract. He superimposed that signature onto that contract. I have the original of the contract, which you would see that my signature is not on there, and also a date to cut the trees are not on there. I submitted those in evidence. How did he superimpose your signature on there? My signature was on Magic? the permit. The application of the permit. Okay, I, that sounds a little out there. Okay, so, so you say you never hired him because what? You were still no. shopping around? Because I'm yes, not understanding. Why is he getting you a permit if you didn't hire him? He brought the permit to me, blank okay, form. Okay, stop. Why is this guy who you didn't hire bringing you a permit? If you didn't hire because him, how is he getting a permit? The township newly now put... Um, that uh, policy that we now have to get permit. We never had permits before. Okay, no, I know why you want one. I'm asking you why a guy would get you a permit for free when he hasn't even been hired. Contractors don't get, get permits until you hire them. So why would he? Why would he bother getting you your permit if you didn't hire him? Of course you the hired process, him. I see it in your texts. The process is that once you want the tree cut, you will fill out the permit and pay the $35. Ms. Caroline, Ms. Caroline, yes. Ms. Caroline, yes. I need you to listen to what I'm asking you. Did you hire him, yes okay. or no? I did not hire him. Okay, then please tell me the following. If you didn't hire him, why is he getting a permit on your behalf? I am not asking you why you would want somebody to get you a free permit. I'm asking you what logic does it make? What kind of sense are you making that a contractor is going to waste his time if you didn't hire him going and getting you the permit that you now need? It doesn't make sense. I'll tell you what else doesn't make sense. There's a signed contract with your signature on it, and you're telling me that through some kind of voodoo magic, he superimposed it on there. That doesn't make sense either. And not only that, I'll tell you what else matters to me. In the text, when he's talking back and forth with you about getting the permit, you're like, yeah, that sounds great. Why are you telling somebody you haven't hired that? Because it's all over your text. So you hired him, okay? You hired him. What did she hire you to do? To remove the trees behind the fence, which was in a wetland area. And even on the, if, if I could show you, on actually the permit, it's right in the yellow. It will actually tell you that we cannot remove anything from the back, we could only drop everything and leave it there. And that's in all wetlands in New Jersey. You cannot even remove a leaf. And I could did lose my license. Did you tell her that? That what's going to... Did yes. you tell her that? So the notation on the bottom is from the inspector? Did yes. you Okay, so what are you... 
So you tell her I'm just going to chop the trees down and it's going to look like garbage because it really does. I mean, I've looked at the he, pictures and the pictures really look terrible. Yeah. She actually talked to Leo, the forester of the township. So she knew that all and the wood Leo would have to stay. And Leo told her the stumps can't move yeah. and all the wood has to stay. Nothing. And, um, and tell me Honor, what Leo actually, told you, Ms. Caroline. What did Leo tell you? Mr. Leo came to my property. He realized that those trees were leaning. A lot of them were leaning. And he said, no problem, that I should cut everything down and make sure that I remove all those brushes, but not... The, there is a little swamp there, but not to block the swamp. That's all he said. Okay. I I'm looking at all the debris you left behind. Let's take a look at this picture, because this... Mm -hmm is is really not i mean I, if i'm a homeowner i really wouldn't want that to happen now you're telling me yes. she signed that contract and that language was in there and it's right on the permit yep. did you see the permit ms caroline did you see your permit that that has a notation no, by the not. inspector and the i never saw the permit they were supposed to mail me the permit but he went over there to collect the permit because his office did you ever show her the permit mr mendez yes because you cannot remove nothing in the wetlands, dead or alive. You could, you know, she was lucky that they allowed her Why just can't, bring here's it down. what I'm not understanding. Usually the deal is that you can remove it so long as you don't affect the ecosystem, so long as you don't disturb the wetlands. So I'm not understanding why you have to leave it exactly where it is. Why are they saying that? And I do see that that is precisely it, it, what the fellow wrote on the bottom of the thing. You have to, it's state law. I could lose my license, especially now that we're Can you state show me certified. the state law that says that you can't move it? Show me the state law that says it, that. Right right here, what the township wrote. No, no, that's a notation. That's somebody's handwriting. That's somebody's handwriting okay. down there, right? Show me the state law that says you cannot touch it. Because what it says is you yeah. cannot disturb the wetlands. So if you mm -hmm. remove it, you have to remove it in a way that doesn't disturb the wetlands. And maybe that's beyond yeah. your expertise yeah. or something. Yes. So you have a signed contract that has her signature where it said wood must remain there. And you're telling me it's a forgery. That's my signature, but he superimposed <laughs> it. I never signed that, et cetera, et cetera. There are a lot of, I guess you were on vac you were traveling somewhere in December, and there's a lot of text back and forth between you guys. According I to you, you never even hired him. You have no idea why he trespassed and cut all those trees. I had not completed my estimates to have him do the trees. So he went through another neighbor's yard over a two-foot chain-link fence to into my yard. Anybody that was going to cut down those trees was supposed to come through my yard. He never gave me the permit. I never got the permit. When I called the office, they said Mr. Ken had picked up your permit. He, his office is across from the permit of, from the township. He said he's going to take the application to for the free? township for me. For free? Yeah, that's what he Just said. Just for you, for free. For free. That people work for you for free. That's what happens in your no, life. He, people work for you for free. No, he's not supposed to work for me for free. I'm supposed to oh. get all the permit, and then, you know, um, Whoever is going to cut those trees, I'm going to have a date they can come. Ms. Caroline, I am seeing texts from you back and forth where he is working for you. People don't work for free just because their office is near the permit office. 
That is ridiculous. Okay. So Friday the 27th is when you do the work. So you send her a text saying, we're all done at your house. I want to see if I can come by and pick up the check. And then what? Totally ghosts you? And she doesn't answer all of your next texts from then to January. Do you talk to her on the phone and tell her, why aren't you paying me? What's going on? Do you ever ask her what the deal is? Yes. I tried to. We went there many a times. I tried to call her. Uh, and uh, I know she goes out of town a a lot, so I thought something happened to her because I, like, I must have did at least 10 or 15 jobs for her, and she always paid me. So I thought something happened to her, and then I waited and waited, Then that's when I took her to court because, you know, that's what... Did uh, she ever tell you, I'm not going to pay you, or you just got tired of being <laughs> ghosted? Yep, no, she just, she just didn't answer at all. All right, now you have a counterclaim against him. Let's go back and take a look at your counterclaim. The counterclaim is for the $3,500. You have an estimate from another company to remove the stuff that on the bottom of the permit says you have to leave the wood there. And you have some evidence that you wanted me to see. ER visit due to traumatic events in my home. What's that about? Mr. Mendez, his wife, constantly came to my house harassing me and banging on my door, and also uh, took away my security sign. And one, one day, Mr. Mendez and his wife came and they threw a rock through my, my door, my storm door. Okay. On December... And how did you oh, happen to take... 15th. I have a picture of an ER ambulance out there. How did you have the foresight to take a picture of that ambulance? How did you take that picture? You all know, I got panic attacks because they had come back, about f five of them. Why did you take walks. a picture of the ambulance? No, I, I took a picture of the ambulance just to show that I was being taken to the hospital. My doctor said, you know, you need to go to the emergency room immediately. And then you took a picture of the ambulance before you're walking into the ambulance? Because that's kind of strange, isn't it? Those are And then just this is a picture of you at... Okay, yes, yeah, so you're creating evidence. In the hospital. Okay, so, yeah. right, and then this is a picture of you in the hospital, more pictures of you in the hospital. All right, let's go back. You said something about vandalism, so let's talk about that. Yes. What is this, your front door? Yes, Your Honor. What am I looking at there? What happened? Somebody That's threw my a front rock? Door. Yes, Your Honor. And this is the window? That's a storm door. The storm door right. was glass, and then the regular door. And you think it was him? Why? No, I, I saw, it's not I think I was him. Um, I was downstairs and the next thing I heard was a, a crash. I ran to the window and I saw the wife driving off in her car. Driving. Did you see him? As I ran to the window to open my window, I saw him run into the wife's car. And so you saw up. him and you saw her. Did you call the police? Yes, I did. Do you have a police report from that night? Um, I believe there's a police report. I don't have it right now. Your wife threw yeah. a brick through the window? <laughs> there are four. No. I don't know, man. I, don't, I wouldn't report. go to someone's house to collect. And uh, uh, Anyway, what I've got to decide is one thing. If I find that you contracted with him to do the work he did and that you agreed to pay $2,000 and that you agreed that the wood had to stay there, if I believe those things, then you got to pay him his $2,000.
And I've got to tell you, I believe those things for a variety of reasons. Number one, because I've verified that, in fact, on the permit, the notes on the bottom are from the county or city or, you know, whatever town that you're in, where they say the wood has to stay exactly where it is. Number two, I don't buy your 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 theory that, oh, he forged my signature because my signature was on the permit. I don't buy that because I think you're lying about it. I think you're lying because I've caught you lying because you've told me three or four times how you never hired him, but we know you hired him because I've read all your texts. So I know that that signature is legit. So I am ordering you to pay him $2,000. I find that he didn't do anything deficient or wrong because he did exactly what the notation on the bottom says. And in your counterclaim against him for $3,500, I am, I am not ruling in your favor because you have brought me zero that would suggest that the job he did was wrong. The only evidence I have is what's on the bottom of that permit that says, wood stays where it is. So he did nothing wrong, and I'm finding in his favor in the amount of the $2,000 and against you on the $3,500. That's my judgment. Thank you, Your Honor. So the plaintiff prevails in this lawsuit. The defendant really does not get anywhere with, uh, with what she claimed. Let's talk to her right now. Uh, Ms. Caroline, let me ask you, what do you think about what the judge just told you? Well, um, I have to accept the judge's verdict, but um, I did not see the permit. He, the permit was not mailed to me, so that was when I said well, I needed my permit. We can't litigate the case here anymore. You've told that to the judge. The judge has found that she didn't believe you. And uh, not only did you lose your, your battle against him in his lawsuit, you lost your countersuit as well. So it was not a good day for you here in court. Okay? Sorry about that. Thank you. All righty. Let's talk to Mr. Mendez. Mr. Mendez, I'm interested. No, no. Yes, what was sir. your reaction when you heard her charge you for uh, faking her signature? <laughs> I, we, I just left because I was... I did so many other jobs for her and to top it off, like if she wanted that stuff removed, I would have made more money. So, you know, there's no reason that I would have never, you know, leave something if, you know, there, I, every job I do, I try to do the best I can. I don't guess she'll be hiring so, you again, or I guess you won't be working for her again. <laughs> Let me ask you, that's no. an awful lot of, that's a lot of lumber that you had to cut down there. A lot of trees. And you just yes. leave like that? Yes, that's very the messy. state, the DEP. Yes, they are very, very strict with us. I mean, if we get caught out wearing our hard hats, we could get fined. Well, so, congratulations. You're, you're going to get your $2,000 finally, okay? You're satisfied? Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Okay. Very good. All right, a okay. very intriguing case. I'm really interested to know what the judges think about this. Let's join Judge Millian and her husband, Judge John, for another session of After the Verdict. This case comes to you from New Jersey, the most populated state in the country and a state that's got tons and tons of wetlands. They have a coastal wetlands, they have inland wetlands, and they're way out in front on this wetland stuff. They do their own regulatory scheme. You don't have to go to the Army Corps of Engineers. They handle it. And you can't add or subtract anything from these wetland areas. And, uh, you know, I and, guess and the underlying theory is that you can't disturb it. So maybe there's some professional out there who can do it without disturbing it. But, what you know, apparently they're not letting him be that guy. So so long as that's what she contracted for, the wood is going to stay there. I'm going to pay you $2,000, but cut down all these trees before they destroy my, my land, right. before they destroy my pool, my house, my fence, then 
That is exactly what she contracted him for, so she's got to pay him. And if you buy land that's either up against wetlands or is on wetlands, because some people buy homes and, and areas and property that are on wetlands, uh, you better be aware that uh, you're going to be stuck with these kinds of things. Right, right. It's no surprise to her that that's what she bought. Desiree asks, uh, what's the most memorable story you have about Rusty the bailiff? Well, I will tell you that um, a long, long time ago, when I was actually young, um, I remember a case where there was a dispute over a grandfather clock, a really beautiful one. <laughs> Rusty um, was trying to carry it, dropped it, and it just smashed to smithereens. And the look on his face, I will never forget. <laughs>